my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Welcome to the Haunted as Hell podcast. I'm your host, writer and comedian Emily Winter. I'm excited about today's episode because my guest has an EVP that he recorded on his phone, so I'll be interested to hear what you guys think. Also, if you are in the Milwaukee area, my husband and I are going to be performing at Maddie's Bar in Waukesha on October 19th, which is a Thursday. Uh, so if you are in the area, grab a ticket. They're, they're just five bucks. Thursday night show, super fun. My husband's preparing to record an album, and I'm opening for him. So that is that. Please come. And if you are in the New York area, he is recording his album on Friday, October 27th. There's 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. shows at the Jalopy Theater in Brooklyn. It's uh, sort of that Red Hook Carroll Gardens area. It's awesome. It's our favorite place uh, to hang out, to perform, to everything. We literally have the flower from the logo tattooed on both of us. So... Again, I am the MC for the night, and he is doing an hour of amazing comedy. So uh, get some tickets on Eventbrite, and hope to see you there, and hope you enjoy this episode. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have comedian Corey McCaffrey-Siegler. Corey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, finally. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited to hear your story. And uh, yeah, you have some evidence that goes along with your story. You sent me an EVP. So that is very exciting and I can't wait to include it. But tell me where it started. So I used to own a theater company. Okay. And um, he, uh, my friend Tom was one of my actors. He was a fantastic man. He was funny. He was gifted on stage. And he was part of my troupe for, oof five or six years and he very unexpectedly passed away oh, I'm um, sorry. we actually we had a show and uh, it was a show in west virginia we, my group traveled and uh, we saw him uh, when we left and uh, you know we had rehearsal a couple of days later and we all said our goodbyes and said we'll see you to rehearsal and we had the rehearsal and he didn't show up and we were calling him and uh, didn't have an answer um, so we continued with the rehearsal, thought maybe, you know, we got sick or something. And, uh, the next day we were trying to call him and couldn't get in touch with him. And his job, he worked at the library downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, his job contacted his emergency contact to say that he didn't show up for work, which was another one of my actors. And, said, you know, we haven't heard from him. We've been, we had rehearsal and he didn't show. Um, so we, as a group went to his apartment and we found him deceased. Oh, gosh, it's um, so hard. He he just turned 50. And 
as far as we knew, had no medical problems. He seemed fine. But uh, there's a lot of mystery surrounding his death. Uh, there's a, a female that's involved. Uh, she was from out of state. Uh, he was hanging out with her for a couple of days. And um, she disappeared after his death. And the last paycheck I gave him for the show we did that weekend mm -hmm. wasn't cashed for months after he passed away. And then all of a sudden it was cashed mm. by her. It was signed over to her. Um, I, it was a whole weird We still don't know why he passed away or what happened. What happened? Um, That's so yeah, spooky. He, he was pretty much a, a loner. Except for his small clique of friends, uh, he didn't really have much family to speak of. And um, we all pulled together and paid for his funeral and oh. all the expenses. And where the story begins is we went to his apartment to clean it out. And um, we were there a couple of hours and uh, something told me, set your voice recorder on your phone and just set it on the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. I did that, and uh, it's only a couple minutes in, and there's a EVP on on the recording. I don't know what it says. I if if anyone knows what it says, please let me know because I've been trying to figure it out. This is almost ten years now um, that he passed away. Um, it sounds like a different language almost, but um, the only thing that we can kind of surmise that it says is he had he, he was he was a huge weed smoker he was a a big big weed person mm -hmm. and um he had a pipe that was his favorite pipe that he nicknamed Annika and when he was found and we called the police and everything when they were going through his apartment they confiscated his pipe that was there mm -hmm. and it sounds to us like it says Where's Annika? Oh. Listen to it over and over, and it sounds like it says, "Where's Annika?" Which would make sense because yeah. they're talking. Me saying, saying that right now just gave me chills. Oh my but, gosh, um, that's, that's like a, it would also be a really like kind of cute, sweet, and funny uh, last right. words, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I didn't listen to that until a couple of days later, and I, I put it on, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what?" was that and there's little whispers and things throughout the recording but that one particular thing is very distinct and i, I think that's what it says but i'm not 100 sure the listeners i'm going to play this evp now i'm going to play it once uh just at regular volume and then again uh at a higher volume to to hear this because you can hear something for sure Okay, I don't 
actually know if it's saying, where's Annika? But I can't tell what it's saying. It's definitely, something's definitely there, right? Do you have any ideas about this, listeners? If you do, uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'm on Haunted as Hell or Emily McWinter. Um, or hit me up wherever you can find me. Uh, I'm just so curious as to what you guys think. Because it's something's going on, but I have no idea what it is. Anyway, there's more to this story. Uh, um, maybe a year or two later. I was driving, I was doing a show. I don't know if you know where Rockwood, Pennsylvania is. It's mm -hmm. up sticks. Okay. Literally, you're on the road for miles and miles and miles, and there's no houses, nothing. You're just driving through the woods. And um, I was driving to, I, I did a show up there. I was driving to a rehearsal, and I fell asleep driving. Oh, my God. And just before I hit a telephone pole, I felt something smack me in the face. <gasps> and it woke me up and right in front of my van I saw him and it scared me and made me swerve and I swerved back onto the road and I stopped and I looked back and there was a telephone pole right there right in the middle of the field if I didn't wake up just then and swerve just then I would have head on hit that telephone pole and you saw your friend Tom I saw him standing in front of the field oh my gosh and thank you for my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, wasn't like a ghost figure. It wasn't like a, a foggy, misty look. It was him, full figure, full right there in front of me. And it made me swerve and miss that telephone pole. What if was I his it, expression on his face? Just blank? Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. I mean, and, the the hit that I felt in the face, it was like like a slap on the face, like you know, like, like on the hand on cheek, like wake up. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh gosh. So yeah. did you believe in sort of spirit the spirit realm before this? And then and oh, yes. yeah. 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 My so whole, when my entire life I've had experiences and I've been very open to that. And that leads me to my other story. Ooh. I was in my 20s, and I was doing another show. And um, I met a girl that was in the show. And we went out on group dates. And um, it was our third or fourth group date. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we had a rehearsal early the next morning. And she lived right by the theater. And uh, she said, well, instead of you driving all the way home and all the way back, why don't you just stay at my place? I thought, okay, sure. And um, I went in and met her parents and met her family and we had dinner and everything was fine. Got along well with everybody. I was welcomed with open arms and uh, she showed me to a guest room. And I went to the guest room and I was going to sleep. And while I was lying in the bed, that's when everything started. I felt very uneasy. I felt very unwelcome. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in the wrong place. That's the best way I can describe it. I just wasn't supposed to be there. And from that moment on, I live close to train tracks. <laughs> that's train. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, from that moment on, the the feeling I felt when I first went to, to the home to meet everybody, mm -hmm. that was gone. That welcoming feeling and everybody liking me. I mean, everybody still liked me. And I didn't have any problems with the individuals there, but I just felt not welcome i just felt i wasn't supposed to be there mm -hmm. and this went on for months and months and months we dated for two years 
And um, I eventually actually moved in with her and I didn't like being alone there. And it was an old home. It was a beautiful house. It used to be, uh, it's part of McKeesport and it used to be called Millionaire's Block. And it was the, the houses that all of the owners of the steel mills lived. Ah, cool, and, cool. Um, these houses, I mean, she had a ballroom. Uh, they, there were secret passages for like the, the staff to go from room to room without being seen by the guests. Um, there were little telephones in the corners of these little hallways and stuff. So I had these feelings. Um, for instance, one time I was in the shower and it was just a, a shower curtain. Um, and I, I was done with my shower and I went to open the curtain and I felt terrified of what was on the other side of the curtain. And it was in the middle of the day. It wasn't nighttime or nothing scary or spooky. I just felt like something or someone was standing on the other side of that curtain. And if I opened it, I would be terrified of what I saw. I mean, fear. Yeah. Actual fear. And it took me a good five minutes to finally open the curtain. And I just quickly, like a ripping off a Band-Aid, drew it back. Nothing there. And the feeling was gone. And those things happen to me all the time. I had, um, I would hear people call my name and I'd go out into the hallway and nobody was there. Um, I just had these feelings all the time. And I told everybody that I lived with there and they were like, nobody else had, you're crazy. Nothing else. Nobody else has these experiences. So. And your girlfriend was like, I've never experienced this or ever been told this. Right. Yep. Oh my God. Nobody okay. else had any feelings. And I only ever felt that way inside the house. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I never had any experiences anywhere else. It was just there. So come Halloween time, we thought it would be fun to go see a psychic. And a group of us went and um, we drew straws on who was going to go first. And I got the first straw. And I went in and we didn't even meet the psychic beforehand. I just went back into the room. We, picked her randomly out of the phone book just uh-huh. you know, she didn't know anybody and as soon as i walked in the room she pushed her chair back and stood up and she said oh you're haunted and <gasps> oh no she said you're very easy to read because you're an aquarius i didn't tell her where i was born or anything i said well how do you know that she said i see it in your aura and she sat me down and she said you know have you been having these experiences and she was telling me the things that I was experiencing. Oh my gosh. I said, yeah, I've been having these things happen to me. So we talked. Oh, one more thing I want to say before I go into this. Um, there were, it was a, a th- three floors to the, to the house. Mm-hmm. And on the second floor, the second landing of the house going up to the steps, there was a painting. And for some reason, this painting just terrified me. Mm-hmm. It was a painting of, it was like a park scene, and there was a little girl feeding pigeons, and there was a, a figure of a, like a, I, I'm guessing it was a man sitting on the bench. It was just like a dark figure, and that figure particularly scared the crap out of me on that picture. I mean, I used to like go up the steps and like, and like run by it. I didn't oh my like gosh. So this psychic is talking to me, and we're, going over all the things I've experienced and feelings and everything. And she said, well, start from the beginning. When did that start? And I told her just what I told you. And she sat there for a little bit and she was just like concentrating. And she said, well, there's a spirit that is unhappy with you 
and it stems from your first night that you stayed there. I said, okay. She said, you need to do some research and find out why that would be. So I told my girlfriend and she said, you know what? No one's stayed in that room since my grandmother passed away. Wow. I said, okay, tell me more. And she said, well, my grandmother, that was her room. And she died in that room watching television in her chair. I said, okay. So I went back and told the psychic that too. And she sat there and thought, and, and I guess she was, I don't know, thinking or, or communicating. I don't know what she was doing. She just sat there for a little bit. And she said, the spirit is upset with you that you didn't ask permission to stay in the room. Interesting. She said, if you go into the room and apologize and ask permission, she should forgive you. I said, okay. So we went back to her house and I went into the room. I sat on the edge of the bed and I apologized for not asking permission. I told her I didn't mean anything by it. It was just the spare bedroom. I didn't know that that was her, her home. And I asked for permission to be in the home. And as soon as I asked for permission to be in the home, all those feelings went away. I felt nothing anymore. And there was a smell of lilacs. <gasps> very strong. And I told my girlfriend that. She said, that was my grandmother's favorite flower. She had lilacs all the time. Oh my god. And from that moment on, I never had any bad experiences. I never felt unwelcome again. Everything was fine. And the painting in that hallway, in that uh, landing, her grandmother painted. <gasps> he painted it from a picture that she had, and the little girl was her, and <gasps> the man in the was her father. Whoa, what a cool story. Yeah, so what do you think what do you think that was? Like do you think she had never ascended or do you think that like her spirit, like her spirit remained or do you think you can be in two places at once? Like, what did you think was happening? I think that spirits, I, I, I believe when you, when you pass away, there's like the purgatory mm -hmm. and you can come and go as, as you please to the places that you liked and places that made you feel good as a, you know, as a human. And I think that that, to her was her that was her home she from what i understand and she made that like her little space and i invaded it mm -hmm. and i didn't ask permission mm -hmm. um and i think that's all it was really like just like, just like the psychic said i just invaded what was hers and took what was hers as mine and didn't ask permission and see if it was okay with her and as soon as i did that it was fine did your girlfriend believe all this stuff after all this happened it took some convincing at first. She thought I was making a lot of it up because they never experienced anything. Right. But after I was talking to the psychic and the, and she gave me information about, you know, the things that I, I just went over with you, I think she started to believe me because it, it made sense. And I never had any reason to make up. I don't feel welcome here. You know what I mean? Right. Because everybody no. we all got along. Everybody was, was friendly. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it was. I, I, I this is an amazing story. Wow, yeah. this is amazing. Holy and cow! I, and I can't tell you the the difference. As soon as I did all that, the, the difference in the feeling it just 
it, it's like it was sucked out of me. The the, the unwelcome, the, the the you don't belong here. It was just like gone. Like I could feel it like dissipate and leave. It was very strange. Amazing. Very strange. Um, yeah. Do you feel, have you had experiences since these two that you, because it seems like you're just relatively in touch with death, well, spirituality or yeah. Back to that psychic that she told me that I I had, she told me I had a gift that I don't know how to use. And I guess I still don't know how to use it because I, 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 the things that happen to me, I can't bring on, you know, like some psychics can like bring a spirit in or, or talk yes. to a spirit. I don't have the ability to do that. Things just, they happen to, you know, they just happen. And I haven't, really had anything as dramatic as what I just told you other than that one, that, you know, that time, but I have things happen to me. Like, you know, my, my grandmother passed away in her home and uh, she left the land to my father. She lived on an old farm mm -hmm. and my dad knocked her house down and built the house that they live in now. And I've seen her first time I saw her, I was in high school. I was brushing my teeth. You know, like you look in the mirror and you're brushing your teeth. She yeah. walks behind me down the hallway. And now the rest of my family has seen her also. Um, my kids have seen her, my, my two children. Um, and uh, she's never done anything other than just show herself. Now, she is a practical joker because things will happen. Like my mom, she was wrapping Christmas presents one time and the scissors disappeared. She could not find the scissors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. forever she tore the, the room apart she's like i just had them i just had them and then she went back in the room and they were right there in front of like where she would have seen them clear as day yes. they disappeared when they came back That's things amazing. like things you know along those lines but um my entire family it's it's kind of like a running joke if something goes missing oh grandma must have taken it you know that kind of thing do you think um, she was pissed that you guys tore the house down that your dad tore the house down or is she just like no, she's just hanging she yeah i think she's just she was like that in real life too yeah yeah and she left my father the land to build a house in like that was her design intention okay cool cool yep. oh yep. wow that's awesome and your kids have it too that's so amazing yeah my kids have seen her um my my son um when he was uh very small we moved him from a crib to a bed and when we moved him to the bed he he was always very good about going to sleep he I used to ask to go to sleep when he was in his crib mm -hmm. but then as soon as we moved him to a bed he didn't want to have anything to do with it which mm -hmm. we found out that's quite normal for children because they mm -hmm. have the comfort of the crib and we would hear him in there talking and we'd say you have to go to sleep you have to go to sleep and Finally, one day he came out. One night he came out. My, uh, well, she's my ex-wife now, but my wife and I were sitting there, and we said, "Paxton, you have to go to sleep." And he said, "I would love to, but those kids will not leave me alone." I said, "What kids? What are you talking about?" He said, "Those kids just want to play." And I told him, "I have to go to sleep." And my wife was like, "You can sleep with us tonight." <laughs> and he he told us that. There were children in his room that wanted to play with him. So, wow! Oh man! So it begins all again. Yeah. <laughs> Have they been excited to sort of harness this, or are they too young still? Ah, uh, they're too young. Well, I mean, my son's fourteen, my daughter's ten, but um, 
but they've they've told us when they they see my grandmother all the time. Uh, they tell us when they see her, um, and at first they just kept saying, "Who's that lady? Who's that lady?" And talking to them, we we're like, "Well, that has to be grandma because she shows herself around here all the time." Mm-hmm. And my dad showed a couple pictures to them, and they're like, "Yeah, that's her. That's her. That's her." Oh, yeah. so sweet. Oh, I love yep. that. Wow. Yep. Well, this has been amazing. Is there, are there any other stories that you want to tell before we do plugs and social media? Those are the biggest things I've had happen to me. But, oh, they're um, incredible. Yeah. I'm so excited for this episode. Um, tell yeah. everyone where they can find you on the internet and plug anything that you would like to plug. There's another podcast that I'm uh, involved with. It's called Play on Words. They do um, plays as radio shows. I'm um, not exactly sure what we're doing with that, but uh, that's coming up. Play on Words is the name of it. And um, I work at the Haunted House in uh, in Pittsburgh, 100 Acre Manor. Oh, and that's that so cool. Up, yeah, that starts up uh, September 8th, I believe, is the opening night. Amazing. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Haunted as Hell, formerly Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best thing you could do is help spread the word about it by rating and reviewing it wherever you get your pods and just sharing it. You know, the old-fashioned way, like saying to somebody, wow, I just did the best thing with my commute. Oh, what was it? It was listening to this podcast. It really, it was so good. It was called Haunted as Hell, formerly Comedians with Ghost Stories. Oh, wow. Great. Thank you for telling me, Ted. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Emily MC Winter and Haunted as Hell on Instagram. Here's a good way to remember it. It sounds like Haunted a Shell.
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.